Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always from way out east where he's quarantined as well, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, Howdy. man? Howdy. Uh, you know... <laughs> Hanging in there, right? I'm getting really accustomed to the inside of my house. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I know. It's, it's weird. It's... Yeah, every it's it's a little bit of Groundhog Day. I feel like it's you know? like yeah, you know, you used to be you wake up, you go to work, things happen, you come home, things happen, you go to bed. Next day's a little bit different. <laughs> Lately, it's just not been all that different. Yeah, it's just a lot of the same with a lot of it's a lot of the same with a lot of n- not the same because every day things are changing so dramatically. You know, so it's like this weird uh, surreal world that we're living in now. Yeah, so I had a conference call today at work, and they were like. You know, we're going to have to keep, we're going to push a little bit, you know, and try to get back to some kind of normalcy before we're able to start, like, going back to the office. And hopefully we'll be back in the office in a couple of weeks. And then right after they said that, the governor said, nope, April yep. 29th at the earliest. earliest I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, boy, yeah, we're not, we're not going back to work for a while. I have a feeling it's going to be longer than that. But <sighs> you know, it's great, though. My computer at home is so much faster than my computer at work. <laughs> and I'm just getting so much more done. Yeah. Like, it's most I realized how much of my day at work is spent waiting for my computer to do something. <laughs> and oh, it's just it's and the other thing that sucks is like I I do I've told I think I've said this on the show. I do product packaging design. That's mm-hmm. pretty much my day job. And what I'm spending more of my time doing is like IT, keeping people like VPN people connected and it's just like, oh, I, now I realize why I don't do this anymore. Right, like, right. I don't mind like doing like okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot of classes of IT work. There's like programming, there's database management, there's all this fun stuff. And that's that to me I don't mind. But oh, the my computer doesn't work stuff. <laughs> I just want to stab myself in the eyes. Like I just oh no, I'm blind. I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you tried restarting? <laughs> you know it's and but Ethan and I swear to you, and you probably know this because you're technically inclined. Yeah. If people just did that, oh yeah, no, they wouldn't have to call ninety mm-hmm. percent of the 90% time. Ninety percent of the time, it actually does fix it's, the problem. You know, there's a reason why when you call your cable company, the first thing they ask is, "Did you turn the box right. off and back on?" Because that fixes it ninety percent <laughs> of the time. And I had so I had one time a person I called, they called me and they said, um, "You know, my computer's not working." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool, just um." Before we do, before we go too crazy, have you restarted it recently? Oh, I restarted it like three times. I was like, okay, cool. So I dropped out to a command prompt and I just looked at the runtime and the system had been running for like sixty-two days. <laughs> and I'm like, you haven't. Did you rebooted? really? Yeah, I said you haven't rebooted in like two months. And they're like, how do you know? Because it told me. <laughs> now watch, we rebooted the computer. Work. They're like, wow, that really works. Yeah, that's why we ask you to do it first. It's like the first thing. Just restart it. If it doesn't work, I'll spend all day with you. But can we just knock right. that out as a possibility first? So funny. So we actually have a guest again. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been great. We're on a roll. We and I'm excited. A, I'm excited yeah. for this week. Yeah, me too. I have been really, really excited. So this person is someone we actually talked about having on a while ago, and it mm-hmm. just kind of, well, I, admittedly, we just kind of sucked at following up, but we have, we've been making good on all the people that we said we were going to have on the show, and this is one person that I've been very excited to have on the show because she brings some definite style to the table, and that's... Absolutely. Our good friend, Mary Lou. Hi, Mary Lou. Hi. <laughs> I Welcome. Love, I swear. So my favorite thing in the morning is when I, I start up Instagram and I, I'm going, because I always start up Instagram and I go right through the stories. It's the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up now. 
and it's like I just hear good morning <laughs> and I'm like yep it's morning time <laughs> It's between you and Nick going, morning, cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a contrast there, yeah. Yeah, totally different personalities. But, you know, that you guys, the two of you have basically become such a, like, part of my morning routine. It's like Mary Lou's sweet, sultry good morning and Nick's morning, cupcakes. <laughs> you know? It's funny, like, and so much of that, I feel like, is probably not planned. You know, it's just we all kind of become, have our own little things that we feel natural saying right yeah you you kind of fall in you fall into a groove so welcome welcome to the show it's like it's so cool to actually be able to like talk to you and not just like chat with you on instagram and whatever it's so cool so welcome well thank you guys i'm like really excited to be here oh it's so good to have you so why don't you um give us the um the official bio of mary lou um the autobiography i should say of mary lou so people know a little bit about you and what goes on yeah. Oh, how much time do you guys have? Oh, I mean, we generally go an hour yeah. 20. So, I mean, we like to, <laughs> we'll just so you know, we like to break at 35, roughly, so we can do a sponsor break. So you have right now about 30 minutes. So go. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Um, well, I guess where to start was just how I grew up. Um, and I was, I was always really supported in all the things that I wanted to do. Also, I was influenced heavily just by my family because everyone is a musician in my family. And if they're not, you know, they're into music. So it was just something I always say, like, just music is in my blood. And I was really lucky to grow up that way and have someone to look up to. My dad is just like an amazing guitarist. And that was always really cool to watch i guess yeah and um yeah so like when i got into high school i was just really fascinated by art in general i took a lot of um different art classes like fine art classes painting sculpting drawing um i dropped physics to take photography nice um, good job my, my kind of girl <laughs> yeah i i was in it for one day and i was like what kind of calculator do you need <laughs> um, i have a camera and i'd rather learn how to print film so that's awesome <laughs> i did that yeah and um my senior year i ran out of classes so i took uh the studio art class and pretty much the teacher I didn't have to do any of the normal assignments that everyone else had to do. Uh, she just said I had to paint one thing a week at the very least. Wow. So um, she kind of just saw that in you. Yeah. Well, she just kind of encouraged me not only to paint, but like to explore other mediums. Like gotcha. To really take this time to nurture all the things that I kind of was just curious oh, about. That's so cool. Yeah, and um, at the time I was also in like our TV class because we had a TV, a media class. And mm-hmm. so I was also doing a lot of that stuff and I started getting more interested in filmmaking. And um, I don't know, I, yeah, all my teachers were just so great and they they really fostered a path for me that 
I don't think most people get to go down. Right. Oh, definitely. And yeah, so then after that, I went to art school, like college, uh, where I majored in filmmaking, digital media. Um, But while I was there, I kind of realized that that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Um, Not because it wasn't interesting, not because I wasn't making cool fun things or learning a bunch of interesting things it just was I felt like you had to rely on too many people Mm. in the film industry and this was in LA and so it was really like there's a lot of flaky people out there. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. In LA? Really? I mean, not yeah. that I've been there a lot and I've noticed this, you know, I've just, wow, so there's flaky people in LA. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like, right. hold on, and I'd be willing to bet there's gambling in Vegas, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just a good guess. <laughs> yeah. So um, my interest started to wane a little bit there and um i had these like grandiose dreams of maybe getting into music and so i think like after college there was a lot of like trying to figure it all out like what what exactly do i want to do because i had way too many interests and what people always kind of guide you to do is like figure out one thing and stick right. to that and I, that always rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, mm. I just, I hate the idea of like filtering yourself or limiting yourself and to they something. Ask, and they ask you to make that decision at such a young age too. It's so usually young. like, right. you're like 19 ridiculous. years old and it's like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Well, I've got about, by my calculation, I got about 55 years to go. Right. You know, I don't I mean, think I need yeah. to make that decision less than a third of the way in. Right. <laughs> It's kind of wild to expect that of a child. It is. <laughs> yeah. It really well, and, is. and we are. I mean, that you you are a child. Like, that's, that's so crazy. It's, it, you think you're a grown-up, but you're not. I mean, it's just nuts. But I never realized how off that was when I was younger. And the older I get, the more I realize, like, even today, I'm not the same person I was two or three years mm-hmm. ago. Nor and do I like, want to be. Right. Why would you want to be, right? right? You always want to be growing, improving, getting better. And to me, the idea that we make a kid that, you know, going into college, like, okay, well, once you make this decision, you're locked into college, and then you've already assumed that if you're going to finish that, you're going to be doing grad school. And if you finish that, then you're going to be doing some extra grad stuff, and you're going to take a career in that field. And it's like, wow, one decision that you make, you know, at an age where most of us, I mean, let's be honest, you make that decision, you can't even drink yet, you can't vote yet. You know, for most people, you can't drink, you can't vote, but you're making a decision about the entirety of the rest of your life. It's like, wow, that's a lot of pressure yeah. to put well, on a kid. I think, I mean, I think that's so awesome that you kind of realize that, Mary. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's big. So, so what happened then? Uh, well, uh, I guess after that, a lot of failure happened. <laughs> I was moving around a lot. I lived in San Francisco for a while. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. I moved back to Southern California. And then I moved out to North Carolina. And it was just a lot of, and this is kind of the interesting part about life, is just you, sometimes you do have to fail in order Mm -hmm. to grasp what's next. 
Yeah. And so there was a lot of that. There was a lot of years of that. But um, then I, a few years ago, I kind of just came across this whole world, this like community of making. And I really, truly just stumbled upon it. I wasn't looking for it, but there were elements about it that had, it contained almost all of my interests. And I always, that's what I even love about movies. It's just like this large medium with all these interesting things put into one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, what I liked about this community is like, yeah, you're making something, but there's also so much else going on. Right. There's storytelling happening. There's <clears throat> cinematography happening. There is, and everyone does it differently a little bit. Um, I mean, you could argue that sometimes the format is the same, but I won't get into <laughs> gritty about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it, and I think that when I found all of this, I was just. I was surprised, but also like excited. I was right, excited it, about making content or building furniture. Exactly. I had the same. I mean, I've talked about it before. That's a very. It's. I had the same feeling. It's like all of a sudden it makes sense. Like uh, there's all the things that I enjoyed doing, kind of wrapped up in one community, and you can. So, and we've talked about it before. The content creation to me is also making, right? And then there's music. It's the music that you either play or it's the music that you uh, put to your to your content and you're making. So it is. It's a variety of different things. And it's all kind of encapsulated in this one community, in this one kind of path. It's Yeah. So I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I One of the things I love about being a maker now and, you know, finding, kind of finding who my community is and who my people are is that I do something and I post it and, you know, Mary Lou does something and she posts it. Ethan does something, he posts it. And I mean, for the most part, we're not really in the same spaces. And not at all. We'll right. sit there and we'll watch each other's stuff and we'll listen to the podcasts mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll watch the videos and the Instagram stories. And it's like, you know, it's just, I want to just be immersed in it all the time. It's the first thing in my life where it's like, okay, I want to just be in this all the time. So how do I make that happen? You know, it's like, well, oh, if I'm making, oh, I want to be taking a picture of it and sharing it on my, or sharing it on my Instagram story. Like I want to share it because I want other people to get the joy out of my stuff that I get out of theirs. Well, and, and as I've said many times, it's, it's, it's just that everyone is doing different things for the most part, but we're all like-minded, right? And mm. I think that's, that's what, is it's that's what that kind of epiphany moment when people discovered this whole world is is that it's like oh my gosh like they're not doing the same thing as me by any means and they're not doing necessarily in the same way but yeah. they 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 do it for the same reasons or something i don't know yeah i mean that's do you do you find that too mary lou that you that you'll you love like is it how do i ask this question and not sound like a cliche bastard that's the question (laughs) how do you how do you identify what you do versus what other people do like what is your what's your thing everybody has a thing whether they want it to be or not right ethan's thing is leather 
my thing has kind of become jewelry, whether I wanted it to be jewelry or not, although I've done a lot more wood lately than jewelry. That's a whole other story. So <laughs> what, is your, what is your thing? What is the thing that gets you going as far as making? Or at least at the moment, right? At the moment. Yeah, it doesn't have to be forever, and we just, yeah, it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. It's just what, what is your ex- what's your excitement come from in the, in the community now? That's really, that's an interesting question. I have a hard time explaining that because mm, it's hard to narrow it down, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy whatever it is that I'm making, and I have a lot of fun creating the video behind that. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to kind of like narrow it down to just one of those things like woodworking. Yeah, that's really fun. I, mm-hmm. I'm finding it. I kind of don't know what I'm doing half the time, but I'm finding it really fun. And the learning process is also fun. But there's also this element where I can tell this story. That's what I was just going to say. I think that is actually... Sorry to jump in, but I, no. I think that's part. Of, I think that is kind of what it, at least from an outsider, and I don't want to speak for you, but I see that as kind of your thing is you really enjoy the process and and the storytelling um, behind thing behind the making. If that makes how sense. I got the how I got here at the end of a project right. seems to be your thing. Yeah, that's, I kind of like that actually. That's yeah. great. So you are you like the storytelling. You like the music, you like the editing, so you've essentially taken your love of filmmaking into the maker community. Correct, yeah. That's yeah. pretty freaking amazing. I mean, so, yeah, and, and I, I kind of come jumped from the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, we, we didn't really finish your story of how, how you got to where you are now, either. Oh, yeah, um, we, when, when, last we, when last we left, <laughs> you, had just, you had just moved to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, uh, well... I moved to North Carolina. It's quite a different pace yeah. and cultural setting, um, even outside of Nashville, because that was pretty different, even though it's still the South. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was everything slowed down for me, and I spent a lot more time with myself. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I do, I watch a lot of documentary type things because I do have this really weird <laughs> hunger to learn, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I was watching, no, I was watching um, How It's Made on mm-hmm. YouTube. And then I stumbled across Laura Kampf. And I was just like, oh, this Boom. is really cool. <laughs> this is like, she just made this. Thing, and it was cinematic and yeah. interesting and and you know how it's made is kind of dry <laughs> mm-hmm. so like to go from that to like a Laura Kampf video and I was just like wait I I can do that I know how to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. all of that <laughs> and so yeah a lot of like my earlier work is very similar to that style and it's only something I'm trying to change now Uh, I'm moving more into like a narrative direction now and that's making it exciting in a new way because it's very challenging and I'm very uncomfortable in front of a camera. (laughs) 
So see, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't pick up on that at all. I don't get, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. You're not going to just say that and go, yeah, no, that's really the truth. Like, no. <laughs> well, no, but I, I understand I the mean, feeling though, because yeah, yeah, I've had people say, oh, you seem so natural, and it is so hor- like I hate it, but I do it anyways. But like, so I understand that where you can actually come across as being comfortable, <laughs> but not actually. You'd be amazed what you could fool people into believing about yourself if you right. just for a little while believe it good enough yourself you know <laughs> like, no it's true it's um i, I like know what it is it's, I, it's hard to be yourself in front of people. your persona your persona and I'm, I'm mostly talking about your instagram stories because you really are very prolific on instagram like instagram is your thing but your persona is just this warm nice sweet just happy person like you're just enjoying what you're doing you're enjoying all the ins and outs of it when you were doing i like i've liked i really liked the process of your most recent project the two night tables and oh, thank you how you're putting them together and the 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 little hiccup of uh-oh i'm out of materials i'm gonna have to go to the store and just i like that there's like a story it's like almost like episodic television where i want to tune in mm-hmm. today to see if she made any progress did she get all the wood she need how much is it's just it's you do have a knack, and yeah, storytelling is definitely the thing. You, you have a knack for for documenting the journey in your Instagram stories in a way that very few people actually bother to do. Usually Instagram stories are like, oh, okay, I'm at this point. Here's what I got done. I'm at this point. Here's right. what I got done. But for you, there's almost like a thread where you're, you're riding along. Like, we're just, we're in your shop with you. We're watching you pick out materials we're watching you know just and then when you're done it's like oh yeah here's my cat you know me and ghost just sitting here just playing or me sitting there with the guitar and singing and it's it's cool the way you've kind of turned your stories into a mini almost a mini series or a documentary yourself and that does kind of go along with what you're saying that you love documentaries it just kind of i could tell you know if you you hadn't said that i'd be like what kind of stuff does she watch she watches oh she probably watches a lot of documentaries because based on what she produces so well i'll say one other thing too about your youtube videos is like your intros are really appealing to me i i just i i I find them very like it's a really good intro but if you went like if you looked at like what intros should be they're not necessarily exactly what you know the 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 formula right they're mm-hmm. you don't jump into the project right away right you don't it's very kind of like ease into it and i to me it actually works so well and i think it's it but again i think that's it's your style and and you're you're sticking to your style and i i commend that and i and i think it really does grab people um who who like that it, you're you're creating a video you're not creating a project video if that makes sense and i mean that in the best way it's, it's yeah you're 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 long for the the story and the process and uh yeah i'm just i'm just thinking about the, like your latest one with you know you're putting the record on and stuff like that and it, it just feels like a story versus a how-to video i absolutely loved the beginning of that where you just you put the record on and you just sat down and you started talking about your space. And I'm like, this is so mm-hmm. just, I'm just, I'm into this. Like I had my headphones on too. So I really got the full, like the full effect and just people, you know, maker, maker videos tend to put a lot of thought into the process, yeah, but not as much into the, the story. You know, there's a lot of story that went on with that video, even though it was a shop organization video, which, you know, 
for all intents and purposes, we've all either seen or even some of us have done or whatever. But the way you kind of presented it, it was just like, yeah, let's have, let's take a little, let's take a little journey, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's, there's a journey to it. That's it's just so cool. I wish, I honestly wish I knew the mechanics of doing that. I just I don't. Yeah. I honestly same. don't. I completely admit that I just don't have that in me. So it's fun to watch someone else who really seems to have that nailed. I don't even. I am speechless. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you know, so this is. I'm going to tell you. Just. I have a feeling that you're just sitting there going, "Wow, they really do watch this." Like, what's I, going? <laughs> I am kind of shocked. I'm like, yeah, and, oh my gosh, do you well, watch my videos? <laughs> well, no. I, I, again, though, I, here here's the problem. I think right now, and I, I, myself included, is that. YouTube, especially. I mean, there is so much of a formula. There's so much of this and that. And I feel like it's hard for people to to find their voice, and and I say that because I th- I, I have that feeling of, of my own videos, and and it's really at least I just feel like it's it's uh, refreshing to see someone that's doing it the way that they want to do it, yes. and and I think that in the long run will actually pay off more because that's that's what people actually want to see. You know, there, there's the people that are just going to YouTube to how do I wire a light socket you know there's those people but then there's also but there a lot more people nowadays that are going for entertainment value and the lauren lauren Kampf, um type viewers and i think that's what you're doing and so yeah i i think you're on to something and um i i applaud it so well i'm gonna give you i'll give you another example so lately i have been uncomfortably obsessed with jazza and I, if you do if you do any kind of art if you watch any kind of the slash art youtube um, you know who Jazza is. Draws, draw, I think his channel is Draws with Jazza. He is just an incredible artist. Incredible artist. But what he does have about him is just this humor and enthusiasm and this personality that just drags you in. And it's like, wow, I don't draw. I draw like garbage. Like, I am one of the worst. I can't draw anything. I literally can't. I'm a, if it wasn't for digital tools... I'd have no ability to make any kind of designs for anything <laughs> I ever make, right? Yeah. But jazz, watching Jazza videos, and you know, Beth and I before the before we recorded this, we were watching we were watching him do um, this thing where he took every blue supply that he had, and he made a made a piece of art with just blue, just the color blue. He didn't use any other colors. He just used every blue art supply that he had in his stash. And he made this incredible thing, and I'm like, this is why I love watching this guy, because even though I don't draw, he's such a great personality, and he's got, he's so infectious that you just feel like you have to watch. You just have, that's the kind of stuff that, I hate to say it, but I almost feel like that's the kind of stuff that's lacking on in the makerspace as far as YouTube and whatever, where people would just come in. It's like, here's my project. Here's the materials. Here's what it looks like when it's done. I'm done. Thanks. Please plus please press subscribe and ring the bell and leave a comment and thumbs up. And okay, we're done. See you next week. Thank you. Sponsored by raid shadow legends. And it's like, okay, well that, <laughs> that was cool, but I don't get that much out of that. Like I don't, it's like, okay, I'm watching it because I will be, I'll be honest with you, I watch a lot of these people because I'm a completionist, and it's like, I hate seeing unwatched videos interspersed in the middle of my watched videos. <laughs> so a lot of times I'll watch people just for the sake of watching them so that it's watched and it's got the little red bar underneath. Then I know I'm like, okay, good, I've watched all of them. 
But yeah, well, I, I, your storytelling, in, like I said, in your last video, and this, this vibe of, hey, I'm going to sit down and we're going to I'm going to tell you the story of this shop remodel and why I did what I did and, you know, why you painted that wall black and why you put the wood on the molding on the top of that wall and putting the um, strange magic on the other wall. And it just, it just, oh, it was just such a good story. I just liked it so much. It was just, I miss, I need that. I feel like I need that more. That's the thing that's to me is lacking so much. And I don't, feel like we see it enough anymore but i yeah. don't want to get i don't want to be gushy about it but <laughs> but we are I, yeah we, well, I mean, it's just kind of my thought process yeah i want to yeah exactly yes um not to compare myself to these people but th- i think this is just going to be the best example so like if you think about formula and you're thinking like what makes a hollywood blockbuster mm-hmm. it, it follows a very strict formula um like a beginning a middle and an end and the way that I'm trying to think about this and kind of change things, even if it goes nowhere, I, I'm still having fun with it. But I'm trying to make, like, the Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, something that's a little bit different. Maybe it doesn't even follow the same timeline, you know, and you're kind of just going, you're jumping around, but at the end of it, it all makes sense. Oh, Totally. And, I love that. Uh, yeah, that it's 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 almost like cohesive in hindsight. <laughs> like yeah. At the end, you go, oh yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one of the one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about because you you did something pretty amazing. You took a what looks I mean it looks like on camera. I'm only going by what I've seen on camera, but you took what looks like a relatively small space and made it incredibly organized and functional. And I was just wondering, like, what the planning for that was like and what was your thought process and how you how you basically created your perfect space. Yeah. Um, well, I had been working in that space for a while. And it's like eight foot by ten foot. And when I first got in there, I really just kind of threw everything together and the thought was just get up and running because you have a lot of stuff to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. just get up and running and I made a few videos and throughout the entire editing process you like hated it every time I yeah I hated it I was like oh my god this sucks this looks so terrible and you know I maybe someone noticed but most likely nobody was really paying attention to what's happening behind me really more so just what's what i'm working i'm just going to point out that i i I obsess over what's in people's backgrounds in their videos i just (laughs) i'm that guy me too (laughs) me too and like i was doing that to myself (laughs) well i I, I think that i mean even if you're not that because i don't i don't like i don't care that much about what's in the backdrop but for me editing it drives me nuts watching my own stuff. So, like, for just my own peace of mind, even if no one else cared, it's, like, important, you know? And there's always, like, something else to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I had been putting this off for so long, and it's actually funny because I, I did this, I started this kind of before all the madness that's going on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then towards editing, I... I... W- I started to see how this could apply to 
a lot of people. Right. I, I noticed on Instagram, everyone started like cleaning and <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is uncanny timing. But right. I really yeah. didn't mean to. It was just post workbench con. I was like, this is my first project. This is kind of what I need to do. And I wanted, I just wanted it to be visually pleasing. Right. Again, even if just for yourself, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And and I hadn't seen anybody with a black wall. In their right, it's shop very space. rare. Yeah, so I was like, this this could be cool. Yeah, it looked real. It ended up looking really good. It really does. Just it, the 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 you were hundred percent right in putting that molding across the top of it just to kind of break it. Like it yeah. just kind of draws the line across. Like that's the kind of detail work that's like, yeah, this is someone who's not just looking at it as like, mm-hmm. I want a cool space, but like I want this to look good on camera too, because that really does just add an extra dimension when you look at it on camera. I really like the way that turned out. Definitely. Thank so you. we were talking. So Ethan and I, we did a hangout with our good friend Morley, who's become a minor celebrity on this podcast. <laughs> Um, Morley did a really cool hangout over the weekend, and one of the things that we talked about a lot, actually, was, you know, the topic of the hangout was um, making in quarantine or inspiration, finding inspiration yeah. while you're in quarantine, something like that, right? That mm-hmm. was the topic. And one of the things that I said in the group, because it, it hit me that I wasn't really inspired to make a specific thing or do a specific thing, but I was... So at one point I thought I, you know, I was going to end up getting coronaed and I was going to have to figure out how to make money. And I realized like, okay, I've got a couple of days to whip my shop into shape. And I just gutted everything. I took bags and bags of garbage out. I cleaned the hell out of my shop downstairs. I cleaned the hell out of my jewelry shop up here. Both of the spaces where I work in now are the cleanest they have literally ever been they have never been cleaner since i started doing any of this and i realized that you know i may not be inspired to create but the inspiration to go down to my shop is there again like i have been down in my shop pretty much every day since i cleaned it like every day for at least a couple of hours i'm down in my shop doing things and that was something that i wasn't doing the amount of like yeah i mean your stories and your posts like the amount of cutting boards you've made in the last, like, two weeks is, like, insane. My output my output has never been higher. Yeah. And the reason is, and this was what it took, and I'm, I'm thinking about this in terms of what you did with your space, Mary Lou, because mm-hmm. now I actually want to go down there. It's like, okay, I know when I go down there now, I don't have to move a bunch of stuff. I don't have to make space. I know that all my horizontal surfaces are empty and clear and ready to work. I know that my tools are cleaned and ready to work. I know that like my my oscillating belt sander, I've hit I've hit it with the rubber stuff to get the gunk out of the belt. Like I've done all like I do this all much more meticulously now because <clears throat> when I have an idea, I just want to run down and go to the shop and just do stuff. And one of the things that happened was um, someone wanted a cutting board from me, and. Literally, I'm not even joking, over the course of one day, I finished a cutting board. It's the fastest I've ever done a cutting board ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. Um, the only thing left to do on it is the conditioner and put the feet on it. It's done. Right. And I'm like, wow, look what happens when your shop is organized and efficient. And it's like, yeah, I, I can knock out a cutting board now in a day where it used to take me maybe three three or four days. It's, it's amazing how much just altering your space can 
turn on the get the creative juices flowing and i i felt like that was what you were trying to accomplish with your space also uh yeah absolutely i it's nice to go in there and just when you see something extremely organized it just hits you in a different way <laughs> yeah, totally. and i i do enjoy that feeling um quite a bit i'm not sure that that space um is 100 percent what it will be mm -hmm. so i always try to keep that in mind and and when i'm in there i figure out or i'm trying to figure out like what could what would work better mm -hmm. what, what do i need to do to make this and that i guess in and of itself does spark ideas well, you have to kind of live it too to to figure that yeah. out. Uh -huh. you, you can't. You can only plan so much until you're actually living the space, living in the space. You know. Oh yeah, that's the first thing I learned with the shop downstairs was, you know, I set it up a certain way. I was like, oh, I got a shop now. I'm I got like I got a third of the basement. I am so now I got like two thirds of the basement, and it's like. Even with two-thirds of the basement, which is... A, I mean, my basement's very big. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm working in some tiny cramped space, right? I, mean, <clears> I have <throat> a lot of space. But, <laughs> but it was really no. poorly arranged. Right. And even though I had all the tools in there, it was... It's, it's like, you know, Jimmy talks about this mm -hmm. with makerspaces a lot, where a makerspace will open up, they'll have a big, huge space, and they will cram every tool under the sun into the workspace to the point where you don't have any space to actually work. You just right. have tools everywhere and you're constantly, you know, bumping into tools and tripping over tools and trying to work around tools. And that was me. My sh my space, I had plenty <clears throat> of space, but it was terribly arranged. And I I've spent so much time over the last 3 years really trying to think about how do I use this space? Right. Like the, you know, I don't have outlets everywhere, so I have to be careful about where I put tools. But then I look at this and I go, I can move this tool over here and that would open up this whole wall. And you start thinking about, once you start thinking about that, I really do feel like that's kind of like figuring out a major, major thing. Because especially like you said, your space is eight by 10. Mm -hmm. Eight by 10 is like, if you really, I mean, just for people listening, if you're in a room that's like a secondary bedroom in your house, it's probably about that size, if not smaller than that. Right. And to get as much as you did into that room was just like, wow, there's a so, lot of tools in that room. Well, so the, so when going back to the topic too, like, so when you mentioned that on the, uh, on our, um, group hangout this weekend, that like, it kind of hit a nerve with me because before WorkbenchCon, I started kind of reworking my shop. As you know, I was trying to make like a little leather station. I was trying to figure out a place for the bandsaw and stuff like that. And then went to WorkbenchCon, came back, had some work travel, then had some vacation. And then this Corona nonsense has, you know, come up. And, and my shop is just kind of a disaster zone. And, you know, I wasn't feeling very inspired. Like, it, it, you know, I haven't been making a lot of you know, new, you know, things I've been really, really proud of. And I think it's a little bit of that. I think as I was hearing you talk about that, I think it, it kind of hit me as like, I need to make, make the space someplace I was, I'm excited to, to be in. I'm still coming down and doing stuff in my space all the time because I do, you know, I need to, need to create, I need to make. So I am doing that, but mm -hmm. I'm not feeling as inspired or as, you know, content 
with what I'm doing. And I think a lot of it is, it's, it's that it, it feels cramped. Um, I'm moving things to do this I'm, and then I'm moving them back to do something else. And it's just not a, not a good workspace. So it, it was interesting as I was listening to you say that, that it kind of struck a nerve for me. I don't know. I, I realized it more. I think I, well, I told the story in that chat. I'll tell the story here so people can hear it. So one day I got a client, a client ordered a pendant from me and I went to the table where I make my jewelry and I had a, a space that was literally about the size of a mouse pad to work in. And I'm like, why do I have this like big table with all my supplies and I have no room? How is that even a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I just not put anything away. That was literally the reason because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to use that again. I'm going to use that again. I'm, no, just put it away and take it out the next time you need it. When but you need what it, en- right. And what ended up happening was I was just not just sitting – like I never sat at the table anymore and just made something. Right. Because it was, it was a pain in the ass. Like I didn't want to move stuff around and clean stuff and try to cut – you know, just basically take your arms and just give them a good spread and hope that nothing falls on the floor when you do it. And like, oh, good, now I got space to work. Like that's not, that's not a good way to work. And I don't think that – you know, it's and it's not about size. It's just not. It, no, um, my jewelry shop is a regular room in my house. Yep. Um, but it's my whole room isn't that. I work on a table that's I don't know what is this three feet by five feet is my table. That's where all the work happens. That's a small space, right? Well, so and I you're... actually get pride in 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 being able to you know like I mean I would prefer more space obviously, but like. Totally. Like when when I made that little uh, that little leather station that had the you know my piece of granite like you know flush mounted into the into the cart and everything like that like I was super proud of that and, and so you don't need a lot of space but no. but you got to use it wisely and you got to keep it clean you know you got to keep I, yeah. I know I know that sounds like like oh of course you got to keep but you do have to keep you'd be amazed how much your space opens up if it's just clean mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be bigger you don't need to acquire more space or get smaller tools or you just clean it yeah. like and once your shop is clean you're going to be a lot more inspired to do something on the surfaces that were prior storage for everything you didn't put away the last time you did right. a project right you know the one thing I- that you, David Picciuto always says that the one thing that he loves doing is after a project, he completely cleans his shop as if he's not going to do another project for a week. And the reason he does that is because then when he starts the next project, it's like, okay, I'm starting in a fresh, clean shop. Let's go to work. And it's just so, I don't know, maybe that's just, maybe it's just a psychological thing. I don't know, but I just feel so much more like there's a, you know, to use a painting analogy, it's like starting out, but, you know, you got a fresh blank canvas in front of you rather than a canvas that, you know, you're painting in a corner of because the rest of it has paint all over it. You know, right. you're painting on the whole canvas. You're using the whole space. And it's just a more efficient use of your space, especially if you're in limited space conditions. But For sure. I um, think there's something interesting about working in a limited space as well because it, it brings new challenges and it makes you a little more creative mm-hmm. and and that's kind of mm-hmm. those are things that maybe once you do have a lot more space you know you can incorporate into your work and I, I always love taking things that I learned from my last project and bringing it to the next one um, and just having limitations sometimes is a good thing well I don't think I would have. I, I don't think I would have gotten so into leatherwork had I if I had a bigger shop. 
I mean, part of part of how I discovered that was it was something I could do in a limited space with, you know, without dust and tools and stuff like that. And and I discovered it and I absolutely love it, obviously. So I, I agree. I think there's something there's something to be said for limiting uh, limited space and are uh, and the constraints. We've talked about this before, Vincent, too, like constraints mm-hmm. on anything can lead to um, some very cool uh, explorations or or you know things that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, thinking about so like one of the examples that we used on the on the chat was that you know I don't have a jointer mm-hmm. because I really don't have room for a jointer. So I've learned over time how to adapt and use a saw as a jointer, and it's of course it's not as good as having a jointer. I mean I, I understand that, but the reality is. I don't really have room for a jointer. Right. You know, but I can pretty much joint a board with a, with a saw now because I've learned how to adapt. And yeah, maybe if I had a bigger shop, I would have a jointer. Or maybe if I had a bigger shop, I wouldn't take up the space with a jointer and I would do something else with that space. Right. You know, it's, it's about being adaptable. Um, we're going to take a quick break because we are 44 minutes in. Wow. <laughs> Time just whizzes on by. So we're going to take a quick break, hit up the sponsor, and then we'll come back with uh, some more goodness. And we're back. Okay, so we have the usual. It's funny how the second half of the show has kind of evolved into the we do the fun weekly stuff here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like, it it used to be like we would do a full show, and now we basically do half a show and then a bunch of fun stuff in the second half of the show. (laughs) I realized that today. I'm like, wow, we're getting more and more segments into that second half of the show every week. (laughs) I know. It's fun, though. I think, well, because I like, I like. Giving people shout outs, channel shout outs, and you know, I think it's fun. So. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, and it's funny because one of the people that <clears> I'm going to shout, that actually my, my thing of the week is somebody I discovered through our meetup, our virtual meetup this weekend. So we'll talk about that oh, a nice. little bit too. So I guess the first thing we should do is our. So last week we did something kind of cool, and I don't know if it landed or not because I didn't get a ton of feedback on it, but I think it's kind of an appropriate thing to do right about now. Um, We did with Caleb, we did our first um, group of our binges of the week. Binges of the week, yes. And just for the record, I am still currently watching The Americans, (laughs) like three to four episodes. In fact... Um, Saturday and Sunday, literally, we ate dinner at like six o'clock, and from six to midnight on both days, we just sat there watching The Americans. Isn't that fun when you're just like, oh, I just want to finish this meal so I can get to watching oh, faster. Finish, finish the meal, not that we eat on TV on snack tables, bro. It's all, it's like Americans from like the time we was like, okay, it's nighttime, let's watch The Americans, and it's like, oh, it's all about The Americans until we go to bed now. <laughs> I love that show so much. You know, I realized, I also realized how, how much it affected me, um, because um, I'm at the point where one of the characters was um, executed, and I realized how much it bothered me when I saw it happen, because there were things that I saw coming that I obviously knew what was going to happen, so I was kind of prepared for it, and even prepared for it. I was so uncomfortable when it actually happened, and I was just so sad, and just... Oh, it just ripped me up, and I didn't expect it to because it was something I knew was coming. But, yeah, binging – so binging has become kind of a way of life. And 
Right. First off, anyone listening to this who's ready to call me some kind of hypocrite because I keep telling people take the opportunity to enhance your skills and learn something new. <laughs> Believe me, I'm enhancing my skills and learning something new, but nighttime is lifetime, TV yeah. time, relaxing time. I don't spend all day doing it. I've seen people actually complaining that they're running out of things to watch. Like, what are you doing all day that you're running out of things to watch? Like, right. Oh. Like, now this is not the time to be watching stuff this is your your time like if you're watching stuff on netflix all day i don't know i don't know if that's a great <laughs> use of your time but we're still going to give you more stuff to watch <laughs> yeah exactly so why don't we let our our lovely guest go first and uh, mary lou what are you recommending people binge on i am recommending how to fix a drug scandal on netflix <sighs> it's on my list yeah, uh, what I liked about it, because I'm actually really trying not to binge television. <laughs> um, but it sucks you in. <laughs> because, yeah, I just don't want to get sucked into, like, a 10-episode arc. And where did the time go? But, yeah, what I liked about this, it was, it was more of a mini docuseries. I believe it was four episodes. It's really good. Cool. Um, Ethan, it was when we were talking about this before, oh, yeah. and Ethan actually said that he remembered this story actually happening in real time, which is kind of cool. Yeah, well, because it was uh, at least part, I think half of the story, I, again, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, part of the story is about someone in Massachusetts area. Um, and so it was big news when it was here. And it was like, I remember thinking it was crazy at the time, and but not really like thinking about the how far it could you know the spread of it is not just one person it's 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 more than that so yeah I'm, I'm super excited to check it out and that's actually perfect like four episodes that's perfect that's awesome in a in a i kind of remember and i don't know maybe i'm just confusing cases but wasn't there another case where like the crime lab in la was like there was like some dna testing that was complete nonsense and they ended up having to let like hundreds of people out of jail because the dna testing is it, this isn't the same case right this isn't that case it's very similar very there's, similar there's yeah actually two people um relatively in the same area i think they were like six hours apart or something and um yeah it, there was a lot of uh wrongdoing and oh a lot of people were able to get out of prison because of the, this so it's just but it's like the story some, behind why those people did what they did too right i mean it's the story behind why they did it and it's also about how did this happen right how could like, this how right how could so many people <clears throat> mm -hmm. like basically allow this to happen because it was so easy for them to do these things it's crazy it's wild. It is. It's such a wild journey, and I I like the way that it was told visually as well. It was really cool. Oh, cool! cool. I can't wait to check it out. Yep, you're gonna get me to turn my Netflix account back on. <laughs> Another fifteen dollars a month <clears throat> in entertainment. Ay ay ay. <laughs> Ethan, why don't you uh, give us your? Yeah, mine's an easy one. I think <clears throat> I don't think it's a very uh, you know revolutionary one. Uh, I think most people are aware of it but um i i finally started uh ozark which is a, another netflix um series uh it's I, it's three seasons in they just dropped the third season recently so i think that's why it's kind of top of mind but i was talking to a couple co-workers last week and they were recommending it and so i started it this week and it is i'm i'm like i, I think i'm two episodes into the second season so it is uh it is 
quite good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it stars uh, Jason Bateman, I think, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, one of my from also in one of my favorite shows of all time, Arrested Development, uh, but very different character. So uh, really, really good. Um, it's you know it's a dark drama, but very, very good. And uh, yeah, I just really, really like it. And of course, it has Julia Garner from The Americans. In, yes, that's right. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, totally. And she, she, she's phenomenal. Actually, she—I mean, she was amazing in American, uh, The Americans, and she's phenomenal in this too. She's a really good actress. Yeah, she's def- she's definitely. I, I, you know, I'm at I'm at the point in The Americans where she was introduced as a character, and I'm just like, I just I dig her vibe. Like, she's yeah, just she's a very really, good. She's a great character. And mm-hmm. it, it's funny how she was even a great actress that young. Yeah. Like, it's hard. I always find, like, young act- young actors and actresses don't particularly do well in dramas unless they're particularly gifted actresses. Right. Actors. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, they tend to do better in, like, quirky comedies and stuff like that. But this this girl's got chops. Like, oh, she's, a, for sure. she's a legit actress. And it's just, it's kind of cool watching her. You'll be amazed if you watch it. You'll, like, she, she kills it in this series so so i don't know if you remember but ozark season three was actually one of caleb's choices oh yeah yeah right and it's like okay that's a second recommendation maybe it's time i actually check this one out so yeah yeah i i I passed on it for a long time but yeah it's 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 pretty good highly highly it's it's highly recommended by everyone that watches it so i think it's gonna have to be (laughs) one that i check out because i like a good yeah if you like a dark drama with twists and turns it's it's a good one as long as the main characters last a couple of seasons, because I, de- <laughs> I tend to find I get very attached. I have, a, I have separation issues when they kill <laughs> off a character, and it makes me very sad. Um, I'm going to pick what I have called, and I me- absolutely mean, this is the greatest sci-fi series ever in television history. It is a perfect series. And I literally mean there is nothing about this show that you could do better. There is nothing about this show that could be improved, and the show is Fringe. Fringe is one of those shows where it's like, how did they manage to nail a show so perfectly? Like, it just, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, sci-fi shows always have problems, a lot of them. They get, they get over-preachy or they get, um, they get self-indulgent almost. And for some reason, and I don't know, maybe it was just the, the brilliance of the writers, this show never, ever jumped the shark. It was, I believe, six seasons of you know, must-see appointment television. I had it before... I was watching it before I had a DVR. So it was like an every week, like, I am going to be in front of the TV watching this show every single week. It's amazing. You can get it on... You can get it on YouTube or iTunes. Unfortunately, it's not part of any streaming services, so you'd have to pay per episode. But if you get through the first... I'm going to... If you get through the first three episodes and you're not hooked you're probably not going to dig it. If you get through the first three and you're excited about the fourth and fifth, just buy the rest of it because it just keeps getting better and better. And what I loved about it the most was that they knew the end was coming, that the show had been the show wasn't renewed, and they retooled the last season so that it ended. It was... that. It, think about that for a second. How many TV shows don't end properly they just they leave stuff hanging or whatever this show has a definitive ending that and it's just a strong punctuation mark 
on a great, great series. So Fringe, definitely my choice of something to binge. So that's the two... <laughs> to me, it's my two favorite shows of all time, basically, Fringe and the <laughs> Americans. So I don't know what next week's going to be. I have nothing left in the tank, so I'm going to have to figure out something. Maybe I'll just re-recommend something one of y'all recommended because it'll just be easier that way. <laughs> well, apparently that's what I did, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. All right. Well, let's do the video of the week because it was, it was the most perfect. Okay, so... Obviously, with all the craziness going on, April Fool's kind of came and went, and, um, well, let's be honest, it was kind of lackluster this year, because, I mean, does anybody really want to be bothered with April Fool's? Not not really. I mean, it just doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like the right time. It's it's right. funny how, how many things that we just took for granted just kind of became a, eh, we're not going to do that, it's just not, doesn't feel right. So Steve Ramsey, of course, in <laughs> in his own style, right? And Steve Ramsey, yeah, form, came right. out came out with a video called "How to Make Maker Videos: A Practical Guide." And let me just tell you, it's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Like, legitimately, I was laughing the entire time. He puts every cliche in every maker video into his video. Well, and it's so funny because again, I you know I have a young channel, but like at least 80 percent of the things that he makes fun of i did <laughs> i do everybody <laughs> but again but like i'm not alone and, and that, that's what's so great though is that he he's poking fun at all of us and himself as well right yeah and and that's that's the great part right like it's not mean it's not mean spirited it's not mean in any way but he talks about certain like certain cliches that you know once you once it's like it's like getting red pilled right once you see these things you can't unsee them and he goes at one point he goes you really need a shallow depth of field shot of wood getting pushed through a saw and i'm like wow every maker video does that mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just kind of become the style for maker videos that we do um certain things and yep and it was he's like you know time oh when he said he was cutting the boards like and make sure you drop the boards a lot drop it down on the table and i everything in that video it's five and a, it's about six minutes yeah it's a short minutes. video yeah it's totally worth it. You'll have a good laugh. And especially if you're in our community, you're going to see how many... It's clear that he pays attention to what goes on in the community. And in fact, the greatest part of this to me, by the way, is that even the thumbnail... Right. Is perfect. It's what he did in the video. Yeah. It's, you know, there's an arrow pointing at the project. It's him with a big face. It's the branding of the... It's just the whole... It's absolutely fantastic. So you definitely have to check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes. How to how to make maker videos a practical guide by Steve Ramsey, former guest. Well, it's funny too. Podcast. Is like there's some of the things like a lot of you know some of the things I do because I it's calculated. But there's a lot of things that I didn't realize I was doing. That, you know they <laughs> seeped into my subconscious um, when I was make when I make videos and like I was like oh yeah that's like I that is that because. I've been influenced by so many other videos. It's almost like, and back to an earlier conversation, like that's actually why I'm really happy that you're not doing all these things, Mary Lou. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you really, so one of the things, and this is, so like your music choices are very good, right? And one of the things I've noticed is that I've started to know by name and artist a lot of the songs mm -hmm. that I'm hearing in videos now. 
And it's like, oh, that's Joaquin Carude. Oh, that's Andrew Applepie. Oh, that's, um, yeah, that's Jeff Kale. I know that song. I actually, I actually have a playlist on my phone of all the chill hop songs that people have used in their YouTube. <laughs> because I do love, I got to say, as yeah, far as right. like, music to listen to when I'm working, I really dig it. Like, it's good music. Well, there's a reason non- why people use it, right? Yeah, and non-vocal music. And by the way, this is actually something I want to ask you guys about. What do you listen to? What do you listen to while you work? Because for me, I tend to go back and forth between stuff that's like really instrumental because it just, I I focus better with it. And like stuff where I can just be like walking around holding my drill and singing into it. So, like, what goes on in your shop as far as I know? I, I mean, that's even if you, I'm pretty sure Mary Lou does. I don't know, Ethan, if you do, but. Do you guys like listen to music while you work, and what kind of stuff do you generally go for when you're working? Um, well, for me, yeah. So I don't. I actually am, which is also why I'm really behind on podcasts. I actually don't listen to podcasts that much while I work, which I know is is, and and maybe I need to start because I usually do that when I'm driving. But now that I don't have to commute, I don't do that. <laughs> um, I, I listen to a lot of music that is kind of from uh familiar music like so uh oldies not oldies but like music that i know i don't try to really try to you know press the boundaries with finding new music and stuff like that when i'm working so you know older artists or just kind of you know music that i'm used to that's what i listen to in the in the shop um just because i i i'm one of those people that always needs noise I'm not, I don't do well with silence. Uh, I think it's a little bit of my ADD, um, but it, I, I don't do well with like quiet. Uh, so I have to be listening to something, but I also just kind of like, I like music that I am familiar with and is not going to distract from what I'm working on, if that makes sense. No, that actually totally makes sense. Mary Lou, aside from ELO, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that 100% depends on my mood. I love that. And how I'm feeling that day or in that moment. I do listen to podcasts quite a bit while I'm working in the shop just because it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Any podcasts we know or, yeah. you know, like any because we make or. Well, actually, yeah, I have been listening to you guys quite a bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just because um, I had a lot to catch up on. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that's been uh, one, one of the mains. Right there. Especially uh, but, the time that I freaking couldn't recall your... I was so embarrassed that I couldn't recall your name. And it's like, <laughs> all the, I'm like, how do I not... I, I, But then again, it happened to me so many times with so many people. I'm like, okay, at least people that listen regularly know I'm just crap at recalling names all of a sudden. <laughs> so no one's going to get offended. But it was just so embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, and Katie was at dinner with... What's her name? What's her <laughs> name? And it's on the tip of, tip of my tongue. Oh man, I am not mad at you. <laughs> I am worst at names. Ugh. I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm really bad at like not just people's names, but like song names, mm-hmm. movie names. I words. I always words. yeah. Words are hard. I guess words are hard. <laughs> yeah. I actually have the shirt. Words are hard. <laughs> yeah, but um, musically, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I'm just in the mood to sing, so mm-hmm. I'll listen to um, R&B mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. And sometimes I just kind of am feeling a little bit more fun, and I do like to hear things that I'm familiar with as well, like pff, the yeah. Eagles. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> it's funny because that's that's something that I've noticed too. Like I, do, I don't want to experiment with new music when I'm in the shop. Like it has to be. I want it to be something familiar, and that kind of keeps me in the groove. So like it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of John Mellencamp, We the Kings, Imagine Dragons. What a mix, right? That's a crazy mix of stuff. No, but yeah, and the Beatles. Those yep. those four. That tends to be what ends up in my ears. Well, but it's always something I tend to find I work generally better, not all the time, but generally better with stuff I can sing along with and I'm very familiar with because yeah. I love when I'm working to just, it's, I'll come up sometimes and Beth will be like, I was like, oh yeah, I was just downstairs. I was really in a groove. I was listening to John Mellencamp. She goes, She's like, I know. Was, she goes, you were singing Little Pink Houses at the top of your lungs. I'm like, oh wow, was that loud? Because I was in my headphones on. I'm like, I don't realize how loud I'm singing until somebody tells me they know what I was singing. I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't realize well, I was doing that. You know, that. Fun. You know it, it just sparked my memory. Uh, so we've talked about this before, Vincent, but it's the cross between musicians like Mary Lou and um, computer programmers and making community. Like, mm, she's just God. one more example of, yeah. of, of musicians that also, like, are in this making space. It, it, the crossover is just always so crazy to me. Well, I don't want to... I, I know you've mentioned it on your Instagram story, Mary Lou, but I, and I don't want to blow up any spots, so, you know, but your day job, I mean, you fit the, mm-hmm. the conversation that we've had a million times on this show about people who do computer-related work who are makers in their spare time, basically. And it's, it's just, you're another example of someone who just kind of gravitated toward the maker community as someone who basically looks at a screen most of their, most of their day. But it's also, like, plays music. I think there, there's yeah. such a weird, uh, I, I don't, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense if there's the creativity aspect of it, but it's just, it's amazing how many makers are either and or musicians or computer you know i'm all three exactly (laughs) i'm all three you know it's i'm looking at my my digital piano sitting right next to my desk here and it's like yeah it's i almost i almost feel like it's it's just that perpetual thing that we always talk about where makers are always looking for a new way to be creative and express creativity and it's you know it doesn't always have to be making sometimes it's mm-hmm. i've seen a lot and i don't know if you guys have noticed this so much but i've noticed lately especially with everybody being locked in their houses a lot of people are turning to cooking yeah like a lot of makers are like starting to go hey i'm you know i'm working on my cooking skills and i'm like wow okay you know i didn't even know you had i didn't even know you had that going for you but yeah, yeah. but but mary lou i mean how much do you think that hard. impacted your because you talked a lot about that growing up do you think that has a had a big impact on your making uh 100 percent. yeah i i think i think of making regardless of what you're making is just another medium of art Mm -hmm. so the crossover from like music or painting or whatever you know whatever you would consider art normally i think is also like if you're into woodworking that what what you just made that piece you just made is a piece of art so wood is just another medium or metal is just another medium so the crossover there is really easy i think the crossover with like computer it type work is problem solving and there's so much problem solving when that's your job you're literally there to fix an issue and then you know making is full of problems along the way that you're just troubleshooting 
I, I, yeah. And that, that's another thing that we always talk about. It's funny how these conversations, they always kind of loop back on themselves, right? The, the problem solving, the, they, I always see, I, I've always seen music and, you know, as people who play instruments, you, you know, I always see music as almost mathematical. Like when you, when you play an <clears throat> instrument enough, you can tell a full step note from a half step note, like in your head, you know, it's like, oh, okay, if I'm on this note and I know the next note is, you know, you kind of can, people who play by ear obviously can do this better than yeah, people who different. can only right. read sheet music. <clears throat> but, and most of, I'll be honest with you, I play by ear a hell of a lot better than I read sheet music. But for me, hearing a note, I can almost always guess the next note on the first try, or I'll come within half a step. And that's the kind of thing that I think it's just a, a certain kind of mind, right? You just, you have a certain kind of mind, the musical mind, the making mind, the problem solving mind, and there's overlap. There's a lot of overlap. And then there's a lot of things that you can bring one into the other, you know, that ability to look at something and be able to kind of estimate, especially when you're working with wood, right? One of the biggest things that you can get really good at that's going to help you instantly is being able to estimate length where you can go into your scrap bin and you don't have to measure every piece. You know, you can pull out a bunch of pieces and you can pick the one when you get to the point where you can pull the closest piece out to what you're making without having to measure it every time, you're already doing really, really well and probably better than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and well I, I think the other thing, uh, just back to the music, is like the, uh, one of the things I like about Mary Lou, your uh, videos, is that your, your backdrop always has a lot of guitars hanging on the wall. And, uh, <laughs> and actually, you, I mean, you, you've done some, uh, we've had some hangouts uh, with uh, Katie, um, from my office, so you know that I've got a ton of guitars hanging on my guitar uh, on my wall in my office too. So, is there something comforting comforting about having your instruments around you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's you never know when something's gonna hit you. It's similar to keeping a notebook mm-hmm. by your bed at night. Like you just never know when something's gonna strike you, and you just kind of want to hear it. Totally. Uh, it might not be every day. But it's there just in case. Yeah, for sure. It's why I keep a, I have GarageBand on my phone, right? I'm never going to compose anything on my phone. But the simple fact that I can pull GarageBand out and just play around with it for a few minutes and just record something real quick and go, oh, okay, good. I got that committed. Now I can work on that later if I feel like playing with it. And the fun part is, I, I think music is the only thing I make that I don't make for other people. Like, that's my thing. Well, same yeah, very few people know that I play guitar at all. So yeah, yeah, we should we should start a band, guys. <laughs> just like, you know, it's, I don't know if any. I don't know. I mean, I know Mary Lou can sing. I don't think anyone wants to hear me sing. But <laughs> Mary Lou, what, is is guitar your favorite instrument? What's your favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my favorite instrument. I I always say like guitar is my favorite specifically electric and then i can play everything else like mediocre (laughs) (laughs) that's that's great though i mean so people you if you can play more than one instrument that you're already ahead of the game by a lot most people most people that play an instrument can play one maybe two so if you could play even play in a mediocre fashion play another instrument that's pretty impressive by itself it's like to me it's almost like learning a whole bunch of languages like it's Mm -hmm. It's complicated to, I've always, I, I can play the piano and the saxophone 
I, the piano I play really well. Saxophone I play competently now. I, I yeah. imagine if I picked one up now, it would probably sound like a mess because I haven't played one in like 20 years. But <laughs> I, I, I remember all the fingerings, you know, I could, but it's really hard to get that third instrument in. Like, yeah. oof, like what would be the third? I have no idea. I don't think I could fit a third instrument into that. And then there are people that are just like, whatever they pick up, they can play. Yeah. Well, uh, Mary Lou, have you ever made an instrument? Ooh. I have Good. not. Oh, come on. Been on the... It's been on the docket. Oh, you got to do it. a cigar oh, box God. guitar. Like, how? How? <laughs> like, every maker that plays guitar makes a cigar box guitar at one point. Oh, I, I've got, I've made, I made at least five now. <laughs> I think I've just been waiting for the skill set to get there. Your skill set's there. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I always like uh, question myself. <laughs> so um, it's it's something I've wanted to do for a while, but I th- think I also come up with a hundred excuses. All right, we're gonna take this it. offline because we're gonna we're gonna maybe because yeah. we make should sponsor this. <laughs> sponsor Mary Lou doing an actual guitar build, and it's got to be purple oh and gosh. black, our colors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't we do? Um, why don't we hit up the, uh, the things, of the, things of the week? Yeah. Uh, why don't we let the queen of Netflix give us hers? <laughs> <laughs> I know not everything I watch is on Netflix. I promise. <laughs> this week, um, I just watched Uncorked. It's a feature film on Netflix. The producer from Insecure on HBO wrote and directed this movie. Um, And it's just kind of this really beautifully told story of a father and son relationship. And it takes place in Memphis. And I I love when you get from a film the taste of where it's being taken place at. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you get this, like, Memphis heavy feeling. Um, And I don't know if if you've been to like Memphis or even Nashville, when you go to those places, you can just feel the history. Mm -hmm. So I love to be able to see that feeling um, in a cinematic way. And they also go to Paris at one point in the film and like same thing there. You just get these little bites of the culture and I love that. So that is my recommendation. Thing of the week. I like it. I like it. This actually, uh, the synopsis on Netflix is a young man feels torn between his dream of becoming a master sommelier and his father's expectations that he'll take over the family barbecue business. Like, whoa, that's uh, that's two dramatically different life paths. So, definitely cool. So that sounds that actually sounds that sounds really interesting. Another one on Netflix. All right, fine. You gotta do it, man. You gotta do it. Sign back up after the show. It's a shame Netflix doesn't have referrals. I would have taken one of your links. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, Uncorked on Netflix. Um, Mr. Carter, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, So, I'm gonna do uh, my, one of my go-to sayings that you have told me I shouldn't do. Um, This is gonna be cheesy. (laughs) <laughs> there um, it is. There it is. The only thing you only had to mention. We didn't. The only thing we didn't do this episode so far is mention Bruce. Which by saying that we just did. So now we're good. Oh, we're good. We're, we're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my thing of the week is Zoom. And I know again. I know that's going to sound cheesy, but this is what I th- like. Zoom. Obviously, everyone is using Zoom for you know uh, 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 classroom 
things and meetings um, and but also for hangouts and um, you and me Vincent we've we've been a part of uh, one this weekend I've been a part of a couple others and we've done some maker meetups um, so Morley did one this past Saturday he hosted one uh, Nick did one a couple uh, me and Nick actually co-hosted one I think it's two weeks ago now mm-hmm. um, but it was basically just a way for everyone to kind of a bunch of makers to sign on and hang out and the reason that's my thing of the week is because it's one of those silver linings of this whole situation and i think it's really important with all the negative uh negativity and everything like that right going on right now it's it's it is important to kind of focus on all right what what are, what are the nice things that are happening and these maker meetups are a way that we we as makers, we connect on Instagram all the time, but we never really see each other face-to-face or, or really uh, meet each other. And these these hangouts have actually given us a way to kind of actually meet the people behind the handles. And, um, and it's just been really, really fun. It's been a great time, a lot of good conversations, a lot of good inspiration. Uh, there's been a couple of people, I mean, a couple of ideas that have come out of it that, you know, we kind of brainstorm things and people have walked away with project ideas and it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just another way of continuing the amazing parts of this community and, um, and getting to know each other that would not have happened without this kind of horrible coronavirus situation that we're in. So Zoom has been great and the hangouts and meetups that we have created from them uh, because of it have been fantastic. So that's my thing of the week. I think I, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed by how much, how many people I got to, to know this weekend alone. Right. It's like, whoa. I, it's just like, and what's cool is it wasn't just a group of people that I talk to all the time, which, and don't get me wrong, mm. people that know me, I'm not saying I don't like talking to you. What I'm saying is it impressed me that I was able to meet that many new people that quickly. Yeah. And like, like I met people that I've heard their names Right. You know, I met, okay, so one of the people that we chatted, that was in the chat was Andy Pugh. Oh, yeah, right. right. How long have I known about Andy? Right. I've known about Andy. I feel like I've known about Andy freaking mm-hmm. forever, right? Same. But he was in the chat and he came and was like, oh, it's Andy. I'm like, oh, Andy, wait. And I heard his voice. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You're Andy Pugh. Oh, I know who. Yeah, of course. You know, and it's just this, all of a sudden, this thing that really is keeping everybody physically apart is bringing them digitally right. together. It's the craziest craziest irony that it took a virus that locked everyone into their houses for people to start really meeting each other <laughs> yeah no it, 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 that's well put that's i wish i had said it that way because that is exactly it it's like it's, it, the irony is yeah. palpable <laughs> yeah totally you know some people when i you know when i wanted to meet a whole bunch of new people i just started a podcast but you know this is a whole different there's a much better way to do it <laughs> but it's funny i mean and and mary lee you and i have done uh did one what was it two weeks ago a week ago with katie I think so. and it was just the three of us talking at you know at lunchtime and again it was just a, a nice way to connect with people you know it's just it's we're I don't know. It's just a really, really nice benefit from a really bad situation. I I really do I feel I really do feel like as a community we have really done a hell of a job of turning this negative into a net positive. I, I am amazed 
at just the 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 whole movement to make masks and face mm-hmm. shields and in fact I was talking on the the hangout about I, you know I had no way to really I can't I don't have any PETG filament so I can't make the headband mm-hmm. you can't get the face shield material anywhere at this point unless you're buying it in gigantic rolls which your friends over in that makerspace did but I did find something I can make out of just the PLA that I have which is the the ear rest things mm-hmm. that you can loop and you can just put the the loops of the masks through so i'm going to start cranking those out this week because i can crank out a bunch of those on two 3d printers going pretty much full time right you know and that's that's but i wouldn't have thought to make those yeah you know but the, our community is pretty much stepping up in places where you just it's amazing it's yeah. it's absolutely fantastic um yeah it's this is something that could have very easily isolated people and sent people to a bunch of dark places. And I'm not saying it hasn't done that to a bunch of no, people. No, it, it is. I think it's a daily struggle, to be honest. But I do think that the overall feeling of community is actually getting stronger. I feel like people are checking in on each other. I feel like there's just this desire to help. It's just like, give me something I can do to help. And you know, I know sometimes it's hard to figure out what you can do to help, but I feel like people, if you give them something they can do to help, they'll do it. Like, it's not even a question. It's like, okay, cool, yeah, finally, I have something I can do. Well, let's get let's get it going. It is funny too, and it, I mean, again, nothing against my my high school friends and college friends, but the amount of people that have reached out and just just to been like just to ask, how you doing, man? You know. Um, from the maker community is mm-hmm. way way the percentage is way higher than you know my traditional friends and again that's nothing to say, nothing bad against them i just think there's there's something about this community and the the people in this community that we all feel connected and i, I i'm just again not to be sentimental and cheesy but it, it is it's nice to be part of that I think it's a, it's a good group of people that really care about each other. So. Yep. And one of those people who I met this week is John, and boy, I'm going to butcher his last name, but I think his last name is Kuopoff? Kuopoff? Oh, yeah. Um, he did, so we got a preview of what he was working on in the chat, and he was showing off, because he has a Glowforge, like all good humans do. Um, he had a Glowforge, and he's work, he was working on how to engrave, how, basically how to laser engrave anything or what you can laser engrave and it's like 60 plus materials yeah he's just been cranking out just samples after samples after samples and the video went live today and the video is absolutely fantastic i mean i haven't checked it out yet it is freaking fantastic it's a that's my thing of the week is um laser engrave everything um i'll have the link in the show notes obviously um it is it's just fantastic. That's the only word for it. It is utterly fantastic. It's it's a great exploration of what you can do with a. I mean, the Glowforge is expensive, but in reality, it's a low end laser compared to you know some of the higher end machines. And what you can do with that laser, and what you can engrave with it, and how you can engrave with it, and the results. And he has samples. You know, as they say, he brought the receipts. And it's just it's fantastic to see what you can do with it. And it's inspired me to go get some more materials and play around a little more with mine outside of the stuff I normally do with it. So Did did he give the settings? Um, no. Um, at least I don't think he didn't do it in the video, but I think there might be a link in the in the um, description under well, and, the video. and he would if you needed it. Did, uh, yeah. so John was actually at WorkbenchCon. Did you meet him, Mary Lou? Probably. Yeah, probably. I, I know exactly. That's the thing. He but he brought he brought 
maybe I don't know if all sixty. He brought at least forty to forty to sixty of the samples that uh, that he had done, Vincent. Oh. And it was so cool to touch all these things. Um, so yeah, John John's awesome. He's a great guy. Yeah, I I would I I you know everybody knows I love my Glowforge and I've had to just be really careful week after week to not make it my thing of the week because it's almost too easy to make it my <laughs> thing of the week. But I'm looking right now. Um, oh yeah, uh, my own speed and power settings and band materials list. So yeah, there is a link in his in the description of the video um, to the settings. So there you go. Um, I just love this thing so much, and every time somebody shows me something new, I can do with it. I'm just so impressed. And by the way, one of the materials he shows is agates. Yeah, it's in the bottom. If you look on Instagram, he is the bottom second to the left. <laughs> I can't freaking. I, I, I am so excited now with all this stuff that I didn't even know existed, let alone stuff I could try. So, yeah, that's a good video. Laser engrave everything with a Glowforge by John. Oh, God. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. By, by John, <laughs> who's a really nice guy who I got to meet this weekend. And again, this is one of the great things about these hangouts. I met so many cool people this right. weekend. And I picked up, I, you know, I picked up 13 new followers on Instagram. Well, there you go. I am very excited about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh, before we get out of here. Well, no, um, Mary Lou's got to do her thing of the week. Did? Oh, no, she already did. Uh, she did. Yeah, it was on court. I did. I oh, sorry. Um, before, we, before we get out of here, I am going to be a guest on a podcast this week on uh, Thursday. My friend Bruce McGee has a podcast called The Weathered Souls, and I'm going to be a guest on it on Thursday evening. So I don't know when that's going to drop. I'll keep you guys posted on it. But that's something you should definitely check out. Um, Bruce has a hell of a story. Um, he's a really good guy, and he's got a pretty good podcast, and he's a friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. So if you have a moment, if you have a moment, <laughs> um, definitely check out his podcast. As soon as it's out, I'll either let you guys know on Twitter or on um, maybe next – If it's, I don't know when it's going to drop. I think he'll probably drop it over the weekend. So maybe we'll have um, – just a reminder next week to check it out. But look up the Weathered Souls podcast because the next or the next episode or the episode after that should be me on that podcast. So and nice. I, I think what I'll probably do is what we usually do when we show up on another show. Um, we'll grab the episode and we'll put it in the feed as a bonus episode. This way people get to hear it and maybe get exposed to something new to listen to. I like so it. We, we all like podcasts in the shop, right? <laughs> uh, that's, I think think that's going to do it mary lou thank you so much for coming on it was so much fun to finally after all this time i feel like i've known you forever and we've never actually spoken and it's like wow i finally got to talk to her this is so cool well and she's gonna get into leather work i'm putting it out there right now oh geez Right? Yes. Right? Yes. I've, no, absolutely. I've been <laughs> interested in. But I also just want to say I'm really, really honored that you guys asked me to be uh, a part of this. You guys are, I say this about a lot of people in the maker community, but you're one of the sweetest, most genuine and gracious people. And I'm really happy I met you guys. Uh, oh. Wow. I'm no, blushing. now I'm blushing and yeah, really. Yeah. Usually, blushing is my job. Ethan's the cold, Ethan's the ice queen. I'm the emotional <laughs> one. I'm the one that's I'm the one that cries on the podcast, not Ethan. <laughs> challenge though, that's a challenge out there, Vincent. <laughs> but oh, that's I really appreciate that. No, it's been me too. it's just been really great speaking to you, and um, we'll definitely have we're definitely going to have you on again. And I really, if you guys aren't subscribed to Mary Lou on yeah, where can we find her? Um, we are going to find her at, uh, 
you are uh, made by Mary Lou on YouTube. That's what it is. It's made by Mary Lou. I wanted to. It's, it's on um, Instagram and YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah, on Instagram, it's um, made by underscore Mary Lou. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and her Instagram, by the way, and her YouTube, she posts videos, you know, occasionally. She's been posting about one a month, but. Her Instagram is a daily thing. Like, you are yeah. on Instagram. In fact, funny thing happened, by the way, and she'll, she'll admit to this. A couple, was it last week, she missed a day, and I'm like, are you okay? Like, you didn't post today. <laughs> like, are you okay? Everything all right? Yeah, I was just really, really busy. But the right, I checked on you because you didn't post today. I'm like, wait a minute. She didn't post today. What's going on? Like, I always wake up to, good morning. Okay, can you just say it the way you say it in all your videos? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um good morning oh my god i just love it oh i get chills <laughs> no that was actually a funny moment for me because i was like oh my gosh i didn't realize some yeah. anyone was relying on because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just speak into a vacuum and well, you don't know you really do feel that way yeah. we did yeah. we have so we missed we missed a month um last august was the only really extended break that this podcast has taken and then we missed one week during the christmas holidays and that one week it was like people hey what's going on your 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 show so weird show this week it's like wait what really you you noticed like it's like yeah like i was kind of sad that there was no episode in my feed this morning i was like oh I didn't even know anyone cared, let alone noticed. <laughs> it's like, oh, right. I mean, there's a lot of things I like, but if, you know, there's, I follow 200 people on YouTube. If they don't post anything, you know, it's just not in my feed. And I go, okay, whatever. There's other stuff in my feed. But when somebody notices that you haven't posted, it's like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. So I can't just vanish into the ether and not get noticed anymore. It's like, <laughs> I can't go incognito on anyone. <laughs> right. Yeah. But no, it's, it's great. And I, I really do. I'm, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You're one of the more creative people yes, that I follow. One of the people I really just enjoy your stuff. And I can, I can just feel the, the love and the effort you put into your, your, not just your videos, but even your, your Instagram stories. They're not just like, Hey guys, look, here's my lunch. Okay, talk to you later. Like, there's definitely more effort put into it, and I, I just really appreciate it. And I really f- hope, I hope this little appearance on here will get you a couple more subscribers on YouTube and a couple more followers on Instagram if there isn't too much of an overlap already. <laughs> but, um, well, thank you. Thank you that so much for coming. No, definitely. And I'll second that. Just keep doing what you're doing. I really enjoy your style. Um, it was awesome to meet you at WorkbenchCon, and uh, yeah, you, yeah, you know when people in your yearbook in high school they tell you never change, <laughs> like we actually we actually mean it. Don't yeah, change. No, please, this, I love your style. Yeah, you you got a great vibe, and just keep it going. And hopefully, you know, maybe in a couple of years you'll have us on your YouTube channel when you're ten times our size. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that's going to that's going to do it for this week everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment, please drop into your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. <laughs> we really do appreciate it. We love getting reviews. We love getting feedback. We love all that stuff because that tells us you love us. And honestly, we're needy and we really <laughs> need to be told that we're loved. And until next week, have a great week everybody. We do have one more guest scheduled. I mean, we have a bunch of guests that are coming on, but the only one that's scheduled, the last one is next week. So we will be back next week with a pretty big surprise guest. Unless you follow me on Twitter, then it's not going to be such a big surprise. 
Have a great week, everybody, and we will talk to you then.